Lusita the Aragon. Few kindred can claim quite the same amount of fame and infamy as this La Sombra anti-tribu. Few kindred have witnessed as many historical events, have taken part in so many crucial battles, have debated and fought monsters of so many kinds as Lusita the Aragon. Once she was the daughter of a king. Alfonso I of Aragon had little time for his willful and independent child, considering her a distraction best left for God to sort out, and thus he would often send his rebellious daughter for confessionals, hoping that the priest would teach her humility and propriety. He might have, had it not been the La Sombra Ambrosio Luis Moncada that supervised her confessions. And from an early age he would subtly influence this petulant child, promoting those sides of her where he saw potential. Pride, stubbornness, an indomitable will. All good features in Alazombra, and her sharp wit and ambition likewise was something prized by the clan of keepers. Lucida despised her family, even more so the demands her birth put on her. She had no interest in being married off to some nobleman in order to secure an alliance, producing heirs to a man whom she might only grow to tolerate through the years. She yearned for freedom, at any cost, and she even entertained the thought of patricide for a while, yet before she would attempt such a deed, Moncada embraced her. There were many reasons for this, some even genuine. Yet Moncada, for all his grandstanding of appearing humble, devout and pious, lusted after the young woman. He desired to make her his, and thus he would blind himself to all in her that would fight violently against his desire for ownership. He would tolerate her insubordination, allow her leeway to travel as far and wide as she desired, and even forgive her for willfully ignoring missives sent to her by his servants. Yet Lucita did not always ignore her sire. Indeed, she knew just when to do as she was told, and her sire's feelings for her never soured too far for a few kind words and feigned acts of obedience to bring a smile to his cold, thin lips. At some point Lucita became friends with a wandering Malkavian by the name of Anatole. Anatole was a prophet, a visionary, who would be granted sights by God himself, proclaiming what he should do. The two would travel together, Lucida protecting her at times distracted traveling companion, and she would train herself in many forms of martial warfare to keep herself and Anatole safe. Indeed, many of the finest instructors of the La Sombra praised Lucida for her talent, the young keeper quickly picking up on even the most advanced techniques of sword fighting. Anatole would in time become fascinated with tales of Gehenna, of Nadis lore, and of the ancient vampiric prophecies it held, having taken part in an excavation revealing ancient golden discs written in a long dead language. Over time, Lucida too would pick up on this fascination of the lore behind their existence, and in the modern day she is one of the foremost experts on the matter, even if she rarely promotes herself as a scholar. During the formation of the Camarilla, Lucita was initially reluctant, but as the majority of her clan descended upon their antediluvian and destroyed it, she cut her ties with the Lozambra, becoming instead anti-tribu. And for some time after that she would serve as an Archon of the Justicars, even playing a pivotal role in the arrangements of the Convention of Thorns where the Anak Revolt was ended. Even as the Sabbat was formed, Lucita declined joining, instead remaining Autarchus, free of sect. 
This suited her and Anatole well, as he had no interests in the political machinations of the sects either, and they would continue their travels together, Lucida occasionally aiding the Camarilla due to her exceptional skills as a spy, diplomat, and warrior. One such occasion was against the then still mortal Vlad Tepes, who fought the Camarilla and Sabat at the same time. While the majority of the leaders managed to escape the skirmish, Dracula's soldiers exacted a heavy toll on the kindred, and he even captured two Tsimitsi, one of whom he forced to embrace him. Lucida is also known to have visited the courts of Paris on the evening of the French Revolution. There she warned the Torridor François Villon, at the time serving the Prince of Paris Beatrix, about the dangers of the Sabbat. Vannevar Thomas, a young kindred from the Americas, likewise sought to warn the Elder about the dangers of mortals roused to revolution. Yet their words fell upon deaf ears until the mortals, aided by the Sabbat war packs, set upon the Bastille, and the group had to flee through the underground catacombs. It was some time later when she would first encounter the gangrel Cuthbert Beckett, the vampiric scholar who shared many of hers and Anatole's fascinations with a history of their kind. Beckett's adopted sire, Aristotle de Laurent, was likewise something of a mentor to the group, and he would often employ them to seek out old artifacts or texts for him to study. Lucida would also develop a special kind of relationship with the Banu Hakim Fatima al-Fakadi. This masterful assassin had been given the mission to kill the La Sombra and to tribute. Yet the two of them fought until dawn, and once the day had passed, they would eventually become lovers. Their relationship would be stormy, to say the least, their professional careers often getting in the way of their feelings for each other, yet the spark would remain throughout the years. Eventually Lucita would turn to contract killing as a profession, something she was quite good at, but also likewise helped pay for her desire to stay moving. In the late 90s, she would wind up killing the Archbishop of Miami, Borges, on behalf of her sire Moncada, whom had a long-standing rivalry with the American La Sombra. This would cause her to develop a rivalry with another La Sombra named Tally. Tally, who had been tasked by the Amici Noctis to protect Borges, saw this as a personal insult to his own skills, and the two would often trade blows after that. Yet, despite her apparent loyalty to her Madrid-based sire, Lucita helped the Banu Hakim in ensuring his death, seeing her father off after nearly a thousand years of being in his shadows. But following Moncada's death, Lucida would lose one of the biggest motivators in her own life. She had always been an opponent, first to her father, then to Moncada. She had defined herself by those she opposed. And with Moncada out of her life, she would feel her humanity slipping. It is not sure after this how things have proceeded, as the most recent events of the kindred society are murky and unreliable. It is believed that eventually Lucita joined the Sabbat, having decided to walk the path of night instead, her clan's ancient set of morals and beliefs. Then she would ascend first to the seat of Archbishop of Madrid, replacing her deceased sire, a position she would keep until she resettled in Zaragoza, the city of her ancient homeland. Yet some also say that Lucita was present during the assassination of Melinda Galbraith during a night of Palagrande where she, and Cuthbert Beckett were personally invited to have a meeting with the regent of the Sabbat. Yet they never made it to the hotel where the regent was staying, the building firebombed and the Torador anti-tribute confirmed dead. Vasantasina, an ancient Malkavian who had been one of the first to join the Sabbat, would later reveal to Lucita and Beckett that the woman who had died in the hotel was not in fact Galbraith, 
but her body double who had pretended to be her for the last 16 years. Indeed, Zachary Sikorsky kept up the charade for years, only a handful of the Zabat's leaders knowing about it. Yet, ultimately his death had been sealed the moment he entered the chambers of Galbraith. Vasantasina suggested Lucita meet with Maria Sandoza, another child of Moncada's and the High Inquisitor of the Zabat. Sandoza and Lucita have had a strained relationship. Yet, as the two met, Sandoza, appearing like a young woman in the midst of her teenage years, quite belying the great power wielded by the High Inquisitor, is said to have embraced her sister upon their reunion. Regardless of how events played out, if they even did to begin with, both Vasantasina and Sandoza are said to have supported the nomination of Lucita to the rank of regent over the Zabat. It is not known, however, if she ever ascended to this position as, soon after, the Gehenna Crusade was fully set in motion, the vast majority of the sect proceeding to engage in the conflicts for which it had been preparing for the last several hundred years. Lucita has not been heard of since then, although rumors circulate that she has been seen visiting other cities, often paying special attention to younger kindred whose idealism and naivete she has grown quite fond of. She is also said to have last been seen in the city of Vancouver, yet this would contradict another, more sinister rumor. A rumor that suggests that one of the requirements for the Losamba to be allowed even the chance to join the Camarilla was for the destruction of this Lucita de Aragon, and that a certain British hound who held a grudge towards her carried out the deed.